Welcome back, purveyors of the unexplained. We're glad you're here with us tonight. My name is JR, and this beautiful voice you hear on the other end is my illustrious co-host, Adam. Hey, good to see everybody, good to hear everybody. It's been a while, but we're back. We're ready to talk more about real scary stories, otherwise known as scary real stories from you, our listeners, our friends, our companions, our random people we pester on Reddit. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're coming after your stories. We want to share them, everybody. You know, I think that's that's kind of a, a good thing to get into a little bit is, you know, I've, I've heard other podcasts where, you know, they just pull from Reddit and, you know, I mean, I think they sometimes will credit the the username and things like that mm-hmm. but, um th- i don't know that i've seen a lot of interaction a lot of like hey do you mind like if we use your story kind of thing it's just like hey we're gonna pull this story it's like those those compilations you see on facebook and it's like you know like 12 crazy stories of when you know the <laughs> stewardess was a butthole to me or something you know and it's like they just pull random stories from reddit and they throw them up there and people scroll through it and click on it and it's just a way to get ad dollars you know so right uh yeah but that's one thing that we don't want to do like one i don't want to piss off the reddit community because i mean that's a good way to end the show before it starts (laughs) um you know it's not some people might be putting it out there because they specifically want that one community, you know, to see it. Right. And that's what I'm going to ask. Because if you're not ready for it to be out there for a larger, larger audience, I'm going to respect that. So. Right. Yeah, I, I, uh, I would echo that because uh, we've had every every story we've shared has been shared with us for the purpose of the podcast. I mean, they, they may have started somewhere just sharing it to to another group, but we've gotten permission and. I think it's so important too that we we not that we're building these like enormous relationships with these people, but there is a sense of like, hey, we're gonna record your episode, we're gonna post it, so that that whoever has shared their story, they know this is this is where it's gonna be, and I can go and listen to it and make sure these guys didn't just like you know botch it up or something. You know, what I mean, like, hey, they, yeah. they got it right, they understood what what I was going for, and mm-hmm. and um. They, you know, they shared the heart of my story, so I, I think it's great, and and we've had some good interactions, and and I'm just looking looking forward to all the all the things that's going to keep happening as people share their stories with us. Yeah, I'm excited, very excited. So, well, tonight we've got quite a doozy, I would say. Yes, I think this is probably our longest story. I I I was trying to think, and I, I think it is. I I. It seems like it's maybe the longest yet. Yeah, but in a good way. It's not yeah. like it's just rambling on and on and on. But <laughs> right. this poor lady had a lot of stuff go on in, in that house. And uh, you know, I don't want to give anything away just yet. You know, I want to kind of get into it as it goes. But I, I think you and I have both been in some creepy homes. You know, one or just had creepy things happen in a home but nothing to this extent right yeah yeah well and and actually when i read when i first read this story i had just caught like part of it 
on a thread and I had messaged her and I said, Hey, you know, I'd love to share your story on the podcast. Would you mind sharing it? And, and she, you know, took all of the pieces of the story that she had kind of shared over time and put it all together for us. So, so we're super appreciative because it's, it's a really, really good story. And, um, and I think, uh, like you said, I think we've all been in a place where we're like, okay, this is a little creepy, but this is another level. And mm-hmm. also like maybe we'll connect with other people who've, who've experienced some of these things and, yeah. you know, felt like they were going crazy maybe, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But also um, if anything like this, even remotely close to this happens one time, I'm burning it down and starting over. So, <laughs> That's the only proven method. Yeah. Putting it out there. That's how you deal with it. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you want to take the lead on this one? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I can, I can jump in here and, and uh, we'll start. Um, so she, first thing she says is my son was two years old when all this started. Uh, I was sitting in the living room on the couch, watching my son play with his ball and watched as it rolled into the dining room. When I told him to go get it, he just started crying and said, no, there is a man in there that is going to get me. As you could imagine, I jumped off the couch and ran to the dining room, but there was no one there. My son continued crying and told me the man was in the corner. I brushed it off, told him there was no man in the dining room, grabbed his ball, and we went back to the living room. So, yeah, I... Uh, okay, I'm, I'm picking up what she's putting down. It's like, okay, yeah, kids have active imaginations yeah. and they see things. and Well, you know, you know and he's two. He's just starting to get into that, you know. Maybe yeah. He's late, too. He's just starting to get into that active imagination thing. You know, I know my son, he's... He's three now, and and now he pretends. You know, now he plays. You know, he tells me all the time, Dad, get down, bad guy behind you, and then he'll pew pew him, you know. And so, (laughs) like, you know, so I, that that first initial kind of thing, you're like, you just, you know, you don't think anything of it, right? I mean, it's just a little kid with an active imagination. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so, so she continues after this, nothing happened. And in fact, I forgot all about it until he was around three years old. So I'm guessing this is like late twos and then now three getting closer to four. Anyways, uh, my twin sister and a friend of ours were visiting and my friend kept asking my son to play hide and seek teasing him. She told him she was going to hide in the basement so he couldn't find her. All of a sudden, in a completely different voice than his usual, he pointed to the basement door and said, If you go downstairs, the girl down there will kill you. I was shocked, not only because of what he said, but also because he said it in a deep, growling voice, not his sweet baby voice. I asked him who he was talking about, and he told me her name was Sarah, and Sarah was dead. I asked him how she died, and he told me that she had died in a car wreck when she was 16. She was with her parents, and they hit a tree. Then the car went through a house. I couldn't believe what he had just said. That's a lot of information in a very short amount of time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. personally, I mean, what it sounds like, right, is she was deciphering. She was speaking three-year-old, and yeah. she just kind of put it together for us, right? So. Right. Yeah. 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 For sure. Um, 
Anyway, so she goes on and says, A couple days later, we went out to eat with my sister, and before leaving, we went to the restroom. My son looked at my sister and told her not to go in the stall next to the one we were in because Sarah was in it. Jokingly, she asked, How did Sarah get here? He explained how Sarah sat in between them in the back seat on the way to the restaurant. Uh, Sarah, meaning the entity that's the dead girl in the basement. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, It's been a while since I've gone through this whole thing, so I'm putting it together again, and it's, it's, yeah. Anyways, okay. Not believing this was anything to be concerned about, I just thought he had an active imagination for his age. That was until a couple months later when he grabbed my hand and said, Mommy, come here. Your friend wants to say hi. He led me by the hand into his bedroom, and when we walked in, I asked, Where are they? My son points and says, He is standing right there, Mommy. Then he says, Jamie says to tell you not to be sad anymore. I asked him where he had heard that name, and he just said, He is standing right there, and that's what he told me to tell you. And then in parentheses, Jamie was my ex-boyfriend. We had dated in middle school and again in high school. In high school, he died in a car accident. Um, so wow. weird, right? Obviously yeah. weird. Yeah. I mean, I I'm, I don't want to dismiss her. I don't want to dismiss this at all, and that's why I'm going to kind of get into this, right? So maybe the kid heard Jamie. Sure. His name yeah. come up, right? She said her sister and friend had been there. You know, he could have heard them talking about him. But the, I don't know, the stuff about not being sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it yeah. just takes it to another level, right? Yeah, yeah. And I and I do think like kids kids are very perceptive and sometimes like pick up on, you know, like as an adult they pick up on your emotions and they kind of understand like you know, some level or whatever, but this is something that happened to this, this gal in high school when he died, you know? And so it's like, this isn't like a recent event. This is from years ago. And now it's like coming back, you know? So it's just like, uh, it's, it's super interesting. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you want to pick up here? Uh, sure. Okay. So she says, uh, a couple weeks later, we were looking through old, old photo albums, and my son points to a picture and says, I know that man. I asked him how he knew him, and he told me that that man comes and talks to me. I tell him the, who the man is and that he couldn't come talk to him because he passed away. It was a picture of my husband's dad, and his dad had passed away before my husband and I were together. Um, my son insists and says, Mom, I do talk to him. He told me about taking Daddy for rides in his old Ford truck when Daddy was a little boy. When my husband got home that evening, I asked him about it, and he confirmed that, yes, his dad did, in fact, have an old Ford truck, and they would go for rides from time to time. Then another couple weeks later, my husband and I were sitting in the living room and we heard our son laughing and talking to someone. We both got up to check on him and found him in his bedroom. I asked him who he was laughing at and he turned to us and said, I'm playing with Mama. This is what he called my husband's mother. Unfortunately, she had passed away when our son was only two. I asked him what he was saying and... As I did, he threw his hands up in the air 
and said, hey, and then his name. That exact motion and the way he said his name is something that his mamaw used to do every time he walked into a room. <clears throat> okay, so like, and these, okay, so these interactions to me are, are, I, I'm not I'm not creepy. It's it's more like interesting because as a as a kid, as a re, especially a very little kid, your impressions from time with your grandma are like they're lasting, but they're gonna be fuzzy, right? Because you're two years old or whatever. It's really clear, like the way that he's sort of behaving and remembering things, yeah. and then of course talking to his grandfather, who he had never met because he had passed away years before he was born yeah you know that's just fascinating yeah knowing things about the truck you know once again i mean i know some people are gonna probably just ah he heard him talking you know blah blah blah. but if she didn't even know about the truck i highly doubt that dad was talking about it you know what i mean like right yeah yeah exactly i don't know it's just yeah so oh yeah it's they're all so so some of the things are creepy right but not all of them are bad mm-hmm. some of them seem to be decent yeah it makes me wonder is it the home or is it the kid or is right. it a combination of the two yeah yeah absolutely yeah like the kid seems to have some connection right or mm-hmm. some ability or some thing and then also mm-hmm. as we're going to get into here the house also have bears some yeah. things so yeah, yeah, it's fascinating. You know, he could just have a sensitivity to it. I, I'm not. I don't know, but um, there's just a. There seems to be a lot going on. I guess the other thing I wanted to point out too is we also don't know how old he is at this point, right? So, like you said, she was putting together a bunch of little things that happened over time mm-hmm. into one story. So you know, at this point, for all we know, he's four or five or whatever it is, right? Which just makes him remembering what she did that much more difficult. Yeah. So. Exactly. Yep. Anyway. She goes on to say, um, My husband had to be at work at 5 a.m. every morning. So I would always get up with him, make breakfast, and make him a lunch to take to work. One morning after he left for work, I'm sitting in the living room and I notice something in our bedroom. Getting up, I go see what it is. And when I walk in, there are two girls standing in the mirror, brushing their hair. I'm assuming like, you know, the mirror above your dresser kind of thing. Mm, Yeah. 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 Right. Uh, Thinking I'm just seeing things. I blinked and rubbed my eyes, but nope. They were still standing there. (laughs) I stared at them for what felt like an eternity, but after they noticed I was looking, they just disappeared. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a... Yep, that's a burn the house down moment. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Light a match. All I'm seeing is the the, the twins from The Shining. (laughs) Oh my god. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> That's yes. all I'm picturing, right? Absolutely. So, yep. Uh, she says, after my son woke up, I asked him what the girls wanted. This is where it kind of freaks me out, right? Because she <laughs> asked him a specific question about what these girls wanted. 
and then he just goes right into like like something completely not having to do with that, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it does, but we don't understand. Maybe he had context that we didn't, right? Right. She says, after my son woke up, I asked him what they wanted, and he told me that Sarah came for him, and she wasn't going to leave him alone until she gets him. Mm-hmm. I was terrified after that. The scariest part is my son was a healthy boy for the longest time. Then all of a sudden, he started having stomach issues. The doctors did all kinds of tests, and to this day, they can't find any reason for why he was sick. Then, when he was 11, he started having seizures. Of course, we took him to the doctor, and once again, they did several tests, but couldn't find out anything. They told us that usually... One side of the brain triggers a seizure, but with him, both sides of his brain were showing activity. That was the final straw. After that, we moved out of the home, and incredibly, as soon as we did, he started getting better. I don't know if it was the house causing his illness, or if it was what was in the house. Mm. Unfortunately, now we've moved back into the home, and his stomach problems are starting to return. She then says, but anyway, we have been hearing strange things in the home. For example, I'll be laying in bed at night and hear a man laughing. I will wake up my son and husband and the laughter stops. Other times, my husband and I will smell very strong cigarette smoke. Neither of us smoke, so this seems to be very odd. We also hear noises coming from our basement, and I'm sure as hell not going down there to see what the heck it is. Then last night, we were getting ready for bed, and I was standing in my son's room. Uh, She said, we have a door that is connected to our son's room so that we can keep an eye on him because of all the strange things that have happened. Anyway, we were getting ready for bed, and my husband was standing in our room, and I asked him if he just saw our bed move like someone had sat down on it. He says yes, and started to look under the covers just to make sure that neither of our dogs had snuck in the room and gotten under the covers while we weren't looking. Sure enough, no dogs were in the bed. <laughs> I woke up twice last night to a man <clears throat> laughing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So... So this, I mean, this is what's so crazy. So they're back in the house. They're hearing all this noise. Um, now they're getting, you know, uh, uh, the sounds of, of laughter in their house and, and then seeing something moving on mm-hmm. their bed. I, it's just like thing after thing after yeah. thing. Um, it's crazy. You know, she said she did say kind of in, in a side note she did tell us that her son's seizures had stopped so thank god for that right mm-hmm. but now they're back in the house and now he's having the some the stomach issues that preceded the seizures the first time so i all i have to say is like i you know i feel for you obviously there were some circumstances in your life that you had to go back to a place that you just obviously didn't want to be and i really hope that you're able to leave there soon right we no reason to tempt fate mm-hmm. but good god uh yeah my uh my prayers are going out to this to this woman 
Yeah, and I had I had seen, uh, you know, of course this is Reddit, um, and so I had seen some communication because other people had commented and sort of asked her questions, and you know, saying, "Hey, are you planning on moving again?" And they said, "Yes, they're looking for a home." So, best of luck to you guys because obviously, the uh, the sooner you can get out, the better. Um, but yeah, the, the the user on Reddit, um, uh, her name, well, on Reddit is is Tracy V nineteen eighty one. So if you're interested, you can actually go and read this story, and she's kind of shared in different posts, and she was just kind enough to put it all together for us and send it in mm-hmm. one. But, um, but yeah, and she's got comments. She's talked more about what's what they've experienced, um, you know, or, or things like trying to move and everything. So. Uh, yeah, and she seems to be pretty active, you know, re- replying to comments and things like that. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, you want more information? Please seek her out, Tracy V nineteen eighty one. And uh, yeah, I, I, Tracy, if you have anything that happens, you know, going forward, and you want to update, please feel free to send us a message, and you know, and and we will we will definitely update uh, going forward. Absolutely. Well, and likewise, I would say to to the rest of the the folks listening, if you've had similar experiences or even just like a, a, a thing that's happened in your life that you feel like connects with Tracy or connects with this story, uh, please share it. Share it on our Instagram. Share it on our, you know, share it in Reddit um, and tag us in it. Um, if you want to put on Instagram, our Instagram is Scary Real Pod. Um, it's real easy to find, and and we'll of course post this episode, and we'll have uh, plenty of discussion, hopefully, in comments and stuff underneath. So it's a great way to start communicating and and connecting with other people that maybe have gone through some some similar circumstances or just are interested in this kind of stuff. You know, we feel like we've started to build a little bit of a community, and and uh, it seems to be something that people connect with. So. Exactly. This is your time. This is your place to talk about it. Exactly. So we're going to take a quick break, but we will be right back with a new segment uh, that we like to call Paranormal News. All right, so we just wanted to take a quick moment to give you guys uh, uh, all the places that you can connect with Scary Real. Um, Maybe you have a story you want to share. Maybe you listened to one of the stories and wanted to comment or uh, maybe share a similar experience. And we want to provide a space for that to happen. And there is a couple of great ways to do that. Yeah, you can uh, obviously reach us on Reddit where we've had several people... um, leave their stories for us and all of that is scary real pod pod so we're scary real pod on reddit we're scary real pod on instagram Um, and if you think that we need a facebook or twitter please let us know because um adam and i don't have either of those. <laughs> <laughs> we do, we don't use those right now so you couldn't if you're looking for us on twitter we're not there we're not on facebook but um but we do uh, actively check both reddit and instagram and of course our email which is also scary real pod at gmail.com um maybe you just want to submit a story there or send send some pictures or something that have to do with a story uh, by all means reach out to us and we can keep your stories very anonymous or we can share your handle and people can find you if you so desire 
Um, Definitely. And, you know, if, if it's not very long, if you feel like maybe you can't convey it necessarily in, a, I don't know, professional writer kind of way, that's fine. It, mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't it doesn't have to be. Adam and I get the gist of it. We we can read it. We can get the gist of it. And I'm going to tell you, you know, right now we don't read everything word for word that is sent to us. Um, partially because we understand when you're typing out something pretty long, there's going to be just kind of maybe run on sentence or, you know, just some clerical errors that, you know, your fingers get going faster than your brain or your brain gets going faster than your fingers and shit happens, mm-hmm. right? So don't worry about that. Also, if it's not very long, not a big deal. We we love the episodes where we can kind of give one person's two or three quick hit little experiences that happen to them mm-hmm. or that you know we can put two or three different people's experiences together into one episode. Uh, we just love story and we love your stories. Absolutely. Um, and likewise, the places to listen to the podcast, uh, you're going to be able to find them on all the big hitters, iTunes, um, Spotify, uh, Sti- tune in. Tune in, Stitcher. Um, so get on whatever preferred platform you use. Um, the biggest help you can do for us is to give it a rating and or a review um, and then also share that with other people. Maybe you're part of a paranormal community. Maybe you're just... a f- friends with a lot of people that also like scary stories and true stories, this is a great way to help spread the word. And it's something we love to do, but obviously the more people that are listening and the more connections we have, the more stories we can then share and continue this, this uh, journey together. So exactly, exactly. You know, and we do, we kind of have a, a phase two plan, you know, Adam and I would love to get out on the road and um, tell your stories in real places real haunted locations Mm -hmm. um so uh if we're able to do that in the future we definitely will um that's kind of phase two of scary real um but if not if it never gets there that's fine we just we love story and we love your stories absolutely so yeah check us out all those places scary real pod and uh and we will keep telling your stories and uh communicating with you as much as we're able all right well thanks for hanging out through the break and now we're gonna get into some paranormal news some things happening right now that we have been reading about or hearing about. and uh, Yeah, so we got some great stories to share, and we're going to kick it back right over to JR. You've got a great story to kick us off. Go for it. Yeah, so this one's uh, relatively close. My wife and I have gone up here uh, a few times um, to get away for the weekend. Um, it's in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, uh, not too far from us. And uh, apparently... There is a, a little boy haunting Lake Geneva's historic Maxwell Mansion. Uh, it's a it's a twenty eight room or twenty eight suite, I guess you could call it, um, kind of boutique hotel that dates back so one hundred and sixty three years. Wow, good lord! So, uh, mm. uh, Adam, don't tell my wife, but um, this is where we will be staying the next time we go up there. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> 
<laughs> just just bring bring whatever equipment you have, but just like tuck it under your your boxer briefs <laughs> and the toothbrush and just so that that you well, know. Well, I, I will get into the room and I'll just set up you know the podcast mic so maybe we can at least get some. <laughs> <laughs> you should be like, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, ah, we're going to dinner. Don't worry about it. It'll only take a minute, and I'll just leave it recording. There you go. Yeah, you uh, just get hours of, of of raw data captured right there in the room. So. Yeah, yeah. I so it. I don't know. We'll have to get some, like, handheld uh, voice recorders and some uh, some IR cameras or something. Yeah, yeah. You need to someday when this podcast takes off so yeah well and you also need to get a whole swath of affliction t-shirts to wear (laughs) (laughs) look i i don't i don't have the body that i did 10 years ago all right can't hold a candle to zach baggins all right (laughs) all right bro all right. All right. <laughs> uh, uh, so it says here the Maxwell Mansion was built in 1856 for Dr. Philip Maxwell, who died three years later. Maxwell's wife, uh, Jerutha, I, I probably butchered that, but it looks sure. like Jerutha Maxwell enough. lived on the property about 25 years longer. Uh, it's been operating as a hotel since the late 1940s and now includes a carriage house and stables with a total of 28 guest suites, as well as a ballroom, a cocktail bar, and three acres of gardens. Um, Jay Hill, founder of the Wisconsin Paranormal Research uh, team, said he and his colleagues found numerous signs of ghostly activity during their investigation on Halloween night. Hill said the team recorded voices, heard footsteps, and observed observed strange lights during a five-hour overnight examination when the building was otherwise empty. Um, According to several people who worked there, uh, a little boy named Eddie, who became ill and died in the mansion, is believed to be inhabiting the hotel's attic. One employee reported going up to the attic and finding that toys had been rearranged. I mean... I don't know who like pays that close attention to old toys laying in an attic, so they must have been pretty dramatically rearranged for him to notice. Right. Um, another supernatural being known as the Watcher has been reportedly seen sitting and watching guests who have stayed at the hotel. Inside the hotel's speakeasy tavern, employees reported seeing hanging mugs fly off the wall, and a bartender also once found that a cash register kept ringing up its own order. Always a Bloody Mary. Yeah. Okay. So, it sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's close, so you know you 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 can uh, you can like you said spend a weekend there. It's romantic, mm-hmm. historical, also research for the podcast. So you're getting a lot done. You know, it's uh, a yeah. tax write off. You get a you get a tax write off vacation. So. Hey, we better <laughs> we better incorporate so that I actually have something to write it off against. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'd have to do that part first. But <laughs> details. We'll talk oh. to the lawyers. It's fine. <laughs> All right. What do you got for us, man? All right. So this one is really interesting, and uh, um, so you can you can become a paranormal investigator and stay at the Conjuring House. Now, if you're familiar at all with horror movies, I know it's not a thing for you, but. <clears throat> But a, a, a horror movie franchise that kind of was born in the last uh, 10 years or so is The Conjuring. Um, this is semi-based on a true story. Um, the Warrens, uh, right? 
the Ed and Lorraine Warren, they did this uh, investigation at this house. Uh, this movie came out in 2013, but um, uh, then they made a, a Conjuring 2 in 2016. But anyways, um, it says here, the previous owners of the house did their best to dissuade tourists coming to the house. However, the new owners have decided to embrace the interest and invite paranormal curious visitors to their home. So new owners of this house... Um, for $125 a person, would-be investigators, you can stay in the house and the surrounding grounds for weekday stays. Weekends are currently fully booked until October 18th, so this is this is a couple weeks old. But um, on the weekends, Fridays and Saturdays, you have to pay a minimum of $750 for six people, plus $125 per additional person. So get a group, but keep it at six, because then you're at $750, you divide it up, you're not too bad. Um, the new owners, Corey and Jennifer Heinzen, opened the house to the public in February 2020. The couple brought, bought the house in June of 19 and see it as a haunted house rather than a bed and breakfast or hotel. Um, let's see. Uh, back in the day, it was known as the Arnold Estate. The house dates back to the colonial period around 1736. Uh, however, the land it sits on was deeded in 1680 and was surveyed by John Smith. Uh, so fascinating. Um, it survived the Revolutionary War, Civil War, unbridled growth of the Industrial Age in America. Eight generations of one extended family had lived and died in it. Apparently, some oh, of wow. them. Yeah, apparently some of them never left. Uh, the land was dispersed among followers of Roger Williams, who founded the colony of Rhode Island. Uh, the owner of the house, the current owner, Corey, has made appearances in numerous paranormal-focused series, such as Scariest Places on Earth, Ghost Bait, Rogue Mysteries, Haunt Me, and High Strangeness. So maybe this guy is just an entrepreneur and he knows a deal when he sees one. But either way, you can stay there if you visit theconjuringhouse.com. Uh, book yourself a stay. Go be uh, an investigator and capture some scary shit. The movie was pretty good. I, I would not. You would not like it. I know. I know you well <laughs> enough to know you would not like it. It creeped me out, and I like scary movies. There are some scary moments, but yeah. maybe I'm just a pussy. Because you know I'm a big chicken. So. <laughs> hey, man, I am too. I, I love it, but then I like have to go curl up in my bed next to my wife just to feel better about myself. So, <laughs> I think I think the last time I I watched like a a horror movie, I, or you know, is probably The Ring. And I don't oh, know God. what I really call it a horror movie, but that's like the last time that I. I can't say that's the last one I watched, but that's the last one that I like went and saw in theaters, and it was with you. And I'll never forget <laughs> I got home that night, and I'm like, I think I was like 16, and I walked through the house, and as I walked into the house, every light went on all the way downstairs <laughs> and into my bedroom, and then I went back up and turned them off, at like you know, sequentially behind me as I went down. Got yes. into my bedroom, unplugged the TV, and turned it around and pushed it against the wall. Hell yeah. Yep. Yep. Not today, lady with the hair. It ain't happening. I outsmarted your supernatural ass. You know. <laughs> I remember the drive home from watching that movie with you, and we like kept freaking ourselves out by being like, I just keep thinking I'm going to look in the rearview mirror and see oh, him, yeah. see the girl pop up in the backseat, which made us more scared. Yeah. And then for some reason, I feel like this is probably not true, but I feel like we were driving through like the deep woods at that moment. I'm sure we weren't because we were in like a fucking city, but like yeah. whatever. At that yeah. moment, it felt like we were surrounded by, yeah. you know. Yeah, and we both lived like blocks from each other yeah. in the heart of the city. It's not right. like 
We did not live in the countryside. No. But no. in that moment, we were in the countryside. Like, yeah. Anyways, oh, boy. That's fantastic. Well, at the time, actually, everything around that movie theater was, like, not as developed as it is now. So True. So there's probably, like, some trees, and I just expanded that into my brain, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, actually, no. I, we saw it at the old the Dollar Theater, remember? Oh, okay. so no, absolutely not. No trees. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh. no, that place was that was terrible. A terrible place. Yeah. <laughs> we and could have died, not for paranormal reasons, just probably because, just from tetanus. Just from tetanus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you walked in, the floors just oh, sticky. Yeah. And... <laughs> they never mop those floors. Oh, no, so no, gross. God. Yeah, so yeah. gross. Yeah, <laughs> you know what was funny is. We were worried about her being in the back seat, but I had like a Mazda three two three, you know, <laughs> yeah. that was made the year I was born. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with crank windows and a crank sunroof. Like there was nowhere to hide in that car. Like yeah. it was no, tiny. It was, you know, it was beautiful. Oh, it was beautiful. anyway. Yeah. I thought I thought you were driving. This is such an off uh, off the side comment, but I thought you were driving your Buick back then. This maybe that maybe it was. Oh, this was. Pre Buick, I'm pretty pre-Buick. sure. Pre Buick, yeah. yeah pre Buick. I remember that Mazda, man. That was a sexy car. <laughs> uh, it's actually probably a good thing I totaled it because uh, I needed the Buick to fit my base amp in the back seat. Exactly. Yes. Because yeah. God knows I wasn't using that back seat for anything else. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, no. <laughs> All about the uh, the Jesus and the punk music at the time. So. Yeah, yep, yep, absolutely. Oh, all right. Well, so when are we going to go be uh, paranormal investigators at the Conjuring House? Well, apparently they're booked up for a while. But listen, if we have like a spare 750 bucks, we can take a weekend <laughs> sometime this next spring. COVID's I'm- hit the pocketbook pretty hard. It might have yeah. to be... Uh, I have to save for a while. So. That's all right. Yeah. Again, business expenses, man. We got to talk to a lawyer and get this shit. Got to get it going. Yeah. Oh, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> all right. So moving on. Um, unfortunately, this isn't the uh, the infamous double murder home, but uh, the home that Lizzie Borden purchased and lived in until her death after the murders is up for sale. Mm. Okay. So, yeah, that's you had mentioned this. You know, most people think, you know, your brain kind of stops, right? Like the murders happen and then you don't really think like anything happened to Lizzie Borden after that. Like she just kind of fades from your memory, right? Right. Well, no, obviously uh, she wasn't found guilty. She inherited her parents' money and she went on to purchase what is now an $890,000 seven-bedroom, three-floor Queen Anne's Isle home. Jeez. Yeah. So she had some money, apparently. No kidding. Yeah. Oh. So here we go. It says if you're, ho- uh, this is from Newsweek. And this is uh, just actually uh, a couple months ago. It says if you've been hoping for a chance to live out your haunted manor fantasy, here's how you can finally achieve those spooky dreams. You can move into Lizzie Borden's old house. Um, yep, the three-floor, seven-bedroom, Queen Anne-style home known as Maplecroft Mansion. That's just a cool name in and of itself, right? Uh, right, is now yeah. for sale in Fall River, Mass. 
according to the Herald News, just a couple hundred thousand dollars more than what it was sold for when it went on the market in 2018. And it's said to be the place where the spirit of Borden has remained since her death in 1927. I don't know that I want to share a house with Lizzie Borden. Even no. if she didn't kill her parents, she's got to be pretty pissed off that everyone thinks she did. So, Right, yeah. yeah. She might have an axe to grind. No no pun intended there, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I would I would have just owned that one. Anyway. I know. I uh, The problem is I didn't think of it fast enough. <laughs> Because I'm, uh, I'm just not that smart. So <laughs> It says, uh, it's worth noting that the house isn't the location where Borden received her murderous reputation. She was accused of killing her father and stepmother with an axe in 1892 in mm-hmm. what's been now known as the Lizzie Borden Bed and Breakfast Museum, a.k.a. the Murder House, which oh, is yes. just a stone's throw away from the mansion Borden purchased in 1893 after she was acquitted of all charges. Uh, she lived in the stately Maplecroft home with her sister Emma Borden and died in one of the two bedrooms that belonged to her. Oh, so she actually did die in it. Hmm, fantastic. Okay. Um, Jerry Paccio, who has worked as the daily operations at the actual murder house for the last 16 years, told Herald News that the voices of spirits can be heard all around the Maplecroft mansion. Hmm. Mm. While people who have stayed and worked at the Lizzie Borden Bed and Breakfast Museum have long told tales of ghost whispers, shadowy fingers in the halls, hearing doors slam in unoccupied rooms, and footsteps running through hallways, Maplecroft is prone to experience creepy occurrences too. The Dark Zone Network picked up on plenty of it when they investigated both homes for their Lizzie Borden Murder House live stream series in August. Although the Dark Zone team spent majority of the series filming in the bed and breakfast patio said the crew visited maplecroft for one night and detected a number of spirit voices including lizzie borden's was picking up 40 to 50 voices he claimed patio said there was even a moment when susan slaughter who that's quite the name the dark zone (laughs) founder and paranormal investigator had asked him questions only people who lived and worked in the house would know to which slaughter received direct and correct responses from the dead okay um can we can we write off eight hundred ninety thousand dollars Yes, yes, I uh, I have confirmed it with our lawyers. I sent them an immediate message. No, um, that's crazy. I, I mean, I, the thing about all these like old historical houses and and things that have been around forever to me, it's just like the story. I mean, I'm a history nut, anyways. I love history. My family makes fun of me because they call me the old man every time we go somewhere. I'm like, let's go see this old stuff. And they're like, that's boring. I'm like, that's amazing. But, you know, like, I, 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 to me, I'm fascinated by that alone. So then when you add in this, like, little bit of a paranormal side, whether you're a believer in it or not, it's just fascinating because how many people have lived there? How many people have died there? How many, you know, what kind of stories? do these walls hold you know and and yep. back to this podcast we're just keeping that tradition of story alive we're bringing the stories that people are experiencing into a different format but that's what to me these houses and these these paranormal experiences really ring true of is stories and history and you know generations of people that have had experiences there and so to me it's just fascinating and it's like 
I would go to all these places we've talked about. Whether or not I, I'm like convinced I'm gonna hear a ghost or not or see a thing, I don't care. I just want to go. You know, like, yeah. show I'm me a house. At... You know, from 200 years ago. I want to look at it. You know, yeah. and be like, that's amazing that it's still standing because my house is falling apart and it's like 60 years old. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So yeah. yeah no, it's... I'm with you, man. I love all that history stuff. Uh, yeah. Know, and, and that's why I like Lake Geneva. You know, you just all the historic homes and, and just, you know, all the money that kind of built it, you know, from, from the industrial revolution, you know, the Wrigley's and things like that. So mm-hmm. coming up from Chicago. So yeah, man, it's just, uh, I'm with you. So let's, uh, let's write off $890,000 against our zero income dollars. Perfect. I love it. Yeah, this is right. perfect. We're going to, the government's going to owe us money, which is exciting. <laughs> They might pay our bills. This will be so. This is the way. This yeah. is the way. Mandalorian. Um, <laughs> All right. What do you got for me? <laughs> okay. So, uh, so we've we've talked. I don't know if we've mentioned these guys before. We kind of alluded to it earlier. I know everybody's got an opinion about ghost adventures, and it's a little cheesy. It's a little hokey, and we don't whatever. But they are doing a live special, which is which is very exciting. Uh, just for the fact of where they're going to go. They're going to the Cecil Hotel. Um, This is a a, a hotel that's never had a paranormal investigation before, but has a long record of hauntings and paranormal things happening. So this is a first-time thing. It's kind of of a big deal. So uh, this is a hotel in uh, downtown Los Angeles, um, checkered past by multiple suicides, murders, devil-worshipping, and serial killers. Um... There is a recent mysterious death of a young girl named uh, Eliza Lamb, um, whose body was found in the hotel's water tower without any explanation as to what may have happened. Oh, yeah. Um, her yeah. Per- yeah, yeah. Her peculiar demise remains unsolved, and bizarre elevator surveillance video of Lamb has fueled an abundance of theories, including that of supernatural forces. Um, <clears throat> so... First time ever, Cecil Hotel is allowing cameras inside. Ghost Adventures is going to do a two-hour special in there. Uh, it's going to be on Discovery Plus, which is a you know another new streaming channel. So you got to pay to get it, but I'm sure they'll have some some kind of thing. So, um, uh, let's see. Zach Baggins says we've been trying to get inside these rooms for more than a decade, so this is a big deal. First ever paranormal investigation in the Cecil Hotel. Dark history and reputation. Um, let's see, uh, connection. It's got a connection to the serial killer, Richard Ramirez. And, oh yeah. I remember hearing about that. Yeah. And the disturbing death of Eliza Lamb, like we talked about. Um, yeah, the, the Richard Ramirez was the night stalker. Mm -hmm. Um, he was a self-proclaimed devil worshiper rumored to have carried out some of his murder spree while living in the hotel during the eighties. Um, yeah. Uh, in, in fact, this is this is interesting. Um, the 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 hotel itself is an inspiration for books, films, and even a season of American American Horror Story back in uh, a couple of years ago. I think when they did Hotel, so um, it was the site of one of the most chilling mysteries of the 21st century, when the body of college student Elisa Lamb was found in one of the hotel's rooftop water tanks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So. <clears throat> yeah. So. I- 
I remember that story. That that is a creepy story in and of itself. Absolutely. So yeah, I mean, if you're interested at all in that, I think it'll be fun, fun and interesting to watch a, a paranormal investigation for the first time there. Um, you know, and obviously. Uh, if you're the kind of person who likes to watch Ghost Adventures, you'll really love it. If it's not your thing, you still might like this because it's it's not just a typical episode. It's It's got more uh, going on, and, and because of the history of the building itself and everything, you, you know, um, it's got a lot of paranormal history. So it, worth, worth it to check out if you, if you have uh, Discovery Plus or if you get some access to that somehow, so... So, anyways, that's 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 uh, that's what's going on. So, you've got uh, Jr. You've got one more story to share with us, and this one is a doozy. Yeah. So, this one, people, you you have to go check out. Uh, excuse me, Fox Twenty Five out of uh, out of Oklahoma. Uh, it's a story by Kevin Severin. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that correctly. Um, and it's actually uh, from just a just a few weeks ago, actually, uh, I believe. So what it is is a, a paranormal uh, investigative team went into a a local restaurant, um, Dicks on Sixty Six. I just I want to just want to go eat at Dicks to say I did exactly. Um, yeah, but it's in Sepulpa, uh, Oklahoma, I believe. And uh, it says, uh, Sooner Paranormal paid a visit to a family-owned Dicks on 66 in Sepulpa and captured a few spooky videos in the process. Cameras were placed inside the, the restaurant overnight and caught the lights flickering on and off. Now, this is what you have to see, people. You have to go on and you have to watch this video. It is just downright, like, uh, there's no way to fake it, right? These are These are light fixtures with what like looks like uh three six like six or seven individual lights on it yes there's no way yep. that you have a switch that is for each individual bulb and right. then there's no way that you're screwing with those on what one two three four five like six different light fixtures like this mm-hmm. is not a way anyway so they just start going fucking bonkers um, the lights do in the video yep. and it just it's like legit it's legit i don't know man it's pretty yep. freaky freaky yep. deaky anyway there's also other videos but uh, the story goes on to say multiple orbs were captured on security cameras placed in the back room another video captured a bizarre strand floating in front of a camera in the dining room followed by a growl yeah that's yeah. a fun video um and it's, uh, according to Sooner Paranormal, multiple conversations and voices were recorded. Some of these recordings included Ethel. No, these are quotes. And they included someone saying, Ethel, and then, I can leave. I told you not to whisper. Duke was here. And we're dead. Hmm. Mm, yeah. So. Um, yeah. Um. Yeah, and we can we can link um, to these stories as well, so you can go and read these articles, especially this one here. This yeah. one you've gotta watch the videos. Uh, fascinating, scary, and some of the yeah. most compelling stuff I've seen in a long time. Absolutely, yeah, and the fact that it's from less than a month ago. It, it's it's yeah. just <clears throat> crazy. So get get your uh, if you're interested at all in this sort of thing. 
Apparently, you need to get your ass out to Sepulpa, Oklahoma, and visit Dick's on 66. Grab yourself a burger, which sounds delicious, and then uh, and then stick around for some visitors. Yeah. Road so, trip. Road trip. Yeah. Um, Another tax write-off. You and me, my friend. We are in the big leagues. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Ah, anyway. All right, people. Uh, okay. I just want to say thank you. Thank you for sticking it out, listening, uh, you know, coming back despite the, the, the long gaps between episodes. Um, you know, honestly, Adam and I just just trying to do everything we can to source stories and, and, you know, make sure we have content for you guys. Um, so, yes. you know, we don't want to half-ass an episode. It's what it boils down to. So Absolutely. Yeah, and, and we, we really appreciate everybody that's shared, um, everybody that's commented, everybody that has listened, um, left reviews. That is, it's amazing. It does so much for us anytime you get a chance um, to leave a review. Uh, it does wonders for a podcast. So uh, check us out on your favorite platform. We're on all of them. You can, you know, whatever you listen to, Apple and Stitcher and Spotify. Uh, I believe we're on Spotify, right? We're still on? Yes. Yes, okay. we are. Yeah. Um, so, so lots of ways to interact with us um, and share it with your friends. If you are part of a, a group of paranormal people, investigators, discussion groups, uh, even skeptics, share it, talk about it. Uh, this is a great way to do that. Uh, I mentioned before our Instagram, it's scary real pod on Instagram. You can, uh, you can get there. You can shoot us a message, leave a story there. Um, if it's something you want us to share on the pod, shoot us an email at scaryrealpod at gmail.com um, or, or contact us on Reddit. Again, scaryrealpod. It's real easy to remember. Um, and uh, But multiple ways to connect with us and, and share your story, talk about an experience you've had, or just talk about the episode tonight. You know, We'd love to hear your thoughts um, uh, on all the episodes we've done so far. And we're, what we're doing right now is we actually are ready to – uh, have a bunch of episodes come out very quick in succession, so you won't have to wait long. We're going to have a few just rolling for you, so you're going to be able to keep listening, keep engaging, um, and, and we'll just keep we'll just keep pushing ahead. So, Yeah, definitely. Everything you said, ditto. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, thank you again, everyone, and uh, you know we we look forward to uh, getting some more episodes out for you and to sharing more of your stories. Thank you Absolutely. to everyone who submitted a story um, up until you know now or through you know now, and and uh, we look forward to everyone going forward um, that is going to uh, you know send stories our way. We really appreciate it, and you know I hope. I hope we're doing you, uh, doing doing your stories justice. So absolutely. So all right, my friends. Um, remember, be good to yourself, and be good to others. <laughs> <laughs>